What's going on, guys? This is Brandon Humer from the Off the Books Podcast here with my lovely co-host, Miss Taylor. Hello, hello. We are coming to you guys today with a brand new episode, but first we wanted to just uh, let you guys know we're trying to grow our show, so if you guys could drop a link on any of your social medias. All of the social medias. All of the social medias. The medias of socials. <laughs> Just to get us out there to your friends, your family, enemies, mole people, trolls. Trolls. You know, All hobbit, the trolls. Hobbitses. Hobbitses. Yes. The damned hobbitses. Yeah. Those so, little rascals. Um, because it really helps the show. If you guys can share us, we, we, we need some help from you guys. But if you could also... Wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Google, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening, if you could drop a five-star rating, hit that follow or subscribe button, and uh, that way you can stay up to date on all of our updates that are coming out, which we've been a little sparse here recently, but our lives have been crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and leave a comment if you would choose yeah. to do so. Leave a comment. Because most of our episodes do have a comment feature. Yes. But without further ado, we will get into our episode after a word from our very lovely sponsor. Boop, boop. What's going on, y'all? We are back for another episode of the Off the Books podcast. This is a stupidly special episode as well. Stupidly special. Yes. So... This week we are going over The Housemaid's Secret by Frida McFadden, but it's not just two of us in the studio today. Obviously, I am here with Taylor and I am Brandon, but we have our very special guest, Miss Deanna. Hello! Yay! Spirit fingers all around. Episode (laughs) two! A whole year later. I know, right? (laughs) We need to definitely make it not a whole year later. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. came up in my memories the other day. I was like, wow. It's been a year. <laughs> it's so great. I can't believe it. Well, you had one of the early ones in season one, and now one of the early ones yeah, in season two. Yeah, we got this. Yeah. All right. Well, this week, I am not going to fumble <laughs> through the synopsis. The <laughs> synopsis. No. You're going to make me do that. We are going to make you do that. <laughs> oh, boy. I love that you're even wearing your off-the-books podcast I know. shirt. I know. <laughs> I just <cute>. noticed that. <laughs> she comes out of the bathroom, and she was like, ah. <laughs> I don't get to wear it that often. So yeah. What better time? I wear mine to bed. <laughs> I, I tend to wear mine often as well. Well, yeah. I need the newer ones. I like pulled this one out. I was like, oh, I forgot to order the cool one. With the, oh, like, yeah. We need to get it. you one. Yeah. We do. Yes. We do. I need one of those. Hopefully the, ne- the next shirt we'll make will be the beer bucket shirt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. We just want a shirt with a photo of the beer bucket with mm-hmm. our logo. On. Oh, that'd be cool. And then yeah. All it says is beer bucket. Okay. Initiated. <laughs> Secure. <laughs> Secured. <laughs> All right, Miss Diana, please yes. tell us about the housemaid secret. All right. So I'm just going to read this synopsis. Yep. Okay. You're good for it. Don't go in the guest bedroom. A shadow follows. Nope. A shadow falls. Shall I restart? No, no you're good. Okay. Keep going. A shadow Keep going. falls on Douglas Garrick's face as he touches the door with his fingertips. My wife. She's very ill. As he continues showing me their incredible penthouse apartment, I have a terrible feeling about the woman behind closed doors. But I can't risk losing this job. Not if I want to keep my darkest secret safe. It's hard to find an employer who doesn't ask too many questions about my past. 
So I thank my lucky stars that the Garricks miraculously gave me this job. Cleaning their stunning penthouse with views across the city and preparing fancy meals in their shiny kitchen. I can't work here for a while. I can work here for a while. Stay quiet until I get what I want. It's almost perfect. But I still haven't met Mrs. Garrick or seen inside their guest bedroom. I'm sure I hear her crying. I notice spots of blood around the neck of her white nightgowns when I'm doing laundry. And one day I can't help but knock on the door. When it gently swings open, what I see inside changes everything. That's when I make a promise. After all, I've done this before. I can protect Mrs. Garrick while keeping my own secrets locked up safe. Douglas Garrick has done wrong. He is going to pay. It's simply a question of how far I'm willing to go. Could, could it possibly be murder? <laughs> murder. 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 Ugh. Everything that leads to murder is most of the time, sometimes, always kind of partly fun. I mean... Partly fun. Partly fun. Yes. Yeah. So, I'm very excited. This one's great. This one, I liked it better than the first. I really like that it kind of just picks right up Mm -hmm. where we left off on the first one, too. Agreed. Me too, because I definitely know exactly where this episode's going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Says the one guy who did not read the book. Listen. (laughs) He's a busy guy. I am a busy guy. He was. They had me running all over Kingdom Come this week. (laughs) All right. Soccer fields galore. Ooh. Yeah. It's great. All right. So this book opens up with a prologue, and it's an unnamed character, uh, point of view, going through a dark house, terrified that they will die. Uh, The chapter ends with them hearing someone join them in a dark kitchen, and they call out, they're about to call out a name. So you don't know who this person is. Um, but that just gives you kind of like a little foreshadowing of the rest of what's coming coming in the book. And she did this with the first book as well, which ended up being um, the uh, the person who Nina. Nina. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. It ended up being Nina's point of view for the first, you know, little prologue. Um, but we get to see if it was actually Millie or not for this part. So. For part one, the book opens up with Millie still working as a maid and a nanny, but not as a live-in one anymore. She's in New York City, and she only works uh, certain days and times as she's trying to get work on her college degree. A uh, child th- that she's nannying, nannying, babysitting, babysitting difference. Yeah, yeah, starts yelling and crying, and she goes over to soothe the child, and Olive, the woman who she, who she works for, calls... Um, or Olive, I'm sorry, is the baby. Right. I totally messed it up. You're good. Mm. We're fine. Everything's fine. I wonder <laughs> if they're going to marry a man awesome. named Popeye. <laughs> <laughs> so, Wait, what's their baby's name? Olive. Is that the baby's name or the the mom's name? Oh, no, that's the mom's, mom's name. Olive, well, Popeye, and... Well, Taylor. Oh. For Olive and Popeye? Yeah, what's their yeah. baby's name? I don't know. Bluto, Bluto's the other dude, and then you got... Uh, Fucking, I'll pay you on Tuesday for a hamburger today. Yeah. Anyways, so Olive is the baby, and she calls Millie Mama, which gives her boss Amber and the mother of the child, yeah, very frustrated and mad, and fires her. 
when she gets back to her small apartment in a bad side of town, she takes a shower and tries to decompress. But suddenly a knock at the door and a man's voice gets her up and moving. She missed her dinner date with her boyfriend of six months, and he tells her that if she wants to focus on school and not worry about rent, that she should move in with him in the luxury part of town. She thinks about it for a second before denying him, and tells he tells her to think about it harder. Um, and this is most of her thoughts with it is the fact that he does not know her previous record of being in jail for murder. And she, he doesn't know anything about the housemaid job. So Millie starts going on many interviews and as she gets ready to meet a new interviewer, making this her 10th interview, she notices that uh, there's a familiar car that she saw out of her building a week ago. She takes note of the license plate and then goes in for the interview. Douglas gives her a tour of the apartment penthouse, warning her that if the guest bedroom door is closed, that his wife does not want to be disturbed. He tells her that his wife, Wendy, has a chronic illness and she needs as much rest as she can get. After they look around the house, he asks Millie when she can start. When she gets out of class, Brock is there to take her to lunch. He tells her congratulations on the new job and he knows that um, he knows of the man he, she's working for. He brings up that his apartment is super close to her new job, but when she hesitates, he doesn't push the topic anymore. He says that he wants her to meet his parents and she he wants to meet hers she doesn't have the heart to tell them or tell him that she doesn't have a relationship with them and he lets her know that he loves her and she cannot say it back yet which is pretty sad so yeah. brock is the boyfriend brock is the boyfriend of six Boyf months boyfriend and brock gotcha. yeah broccoli broccoli <laughs> So that's brought up in here at some point. I think so. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, so this is Millie's first day at her new job. Uh, she looks around for Douglas, but not seeing him, she gets right to work. Dusting and going up the stairs to find the laundry basket, she hears a loud bang, but not seeing anything wrong, she continues on. When she gets to the basket, she notices that the dirty laundry is folded, which confuses her, but she takes it as like they're just very particular about how they you know fold their clothes even if they're dirty or clean and they don't look dirty they don't look dirty yeah. she does mention that <clears throat> and so she takes the basket anyways and starts making her way down the hall she notices that the guest bedroom door is cracked open just a little bit and a green eye is staring at her yeah. wouldn't that be so fucking creepy as long as it's not glowing <laughs> <laughs> true but if an eye is looking at me yeah i'm getting the fuck out of there yeah but so she puts her basket down and starts to hold out her hand and say hi. But Wendy slams the door closed again without any words. Uh, Millie finishes the laundry and starts on dinner. She notices that there's a menu of recipes on the counter with specific instructions on where to get certain ingredients or items. When dinner is almost ready, Douglas arrives home and she asks if she should take a plate up to Wendy since she doesn't feel good and won't be coming downstairs for dinner. He says that he would bring a plate to her and when she has the dinner plates uh, ready and served, she brings it over and asks again if Douglas is coming, uh, as he's coming down the steps, if she should bring Wendy a plate. He snaps at her saying he had already told her he will do it and, and dismiss dismisses her for the night. So this is kind of where... about to say myself. What a dick. Yeah, I know, right? God. I mean, this is where he, she starts to notice like he has you know a temper and she's trying to like brush it off as like you know he just had a bad day but like so did nina 
like she did this all the time when she worked for her in the first book. Mm-hmm. So she's just getting a little annoyed. I'm just <laughs> over here like I can't wait to see this motherfucker die. <laughs> You need a wait, because <laughs> not every. It's kind of like the Wizards of Waverly Place. Not everything is quite like it seems. <laughs> so, and this is where that generation gap is, because I have never seen that show. So sorry about that. <laughs> I've been rewatching I'm it like, too. I whatever love that you shit. say, T. <laughs> okay, thank God. <laughs> now you quote Full House or like uh, True Fresh Prince. I'm all about that. Start quoting you. Star Wars. You are right in my alley. <laughs> Your poem in the center of it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, can I just say I'm really impressed with you and all of your notes here. I Thank like, you. Like, I feel I like you are it. literally just, like, reading the book, but, like, the cliff notes. Mm-hmm. And it's... it's. I would read a chapter and then instantly take the notes so I, that I didn't, like, lose it. It is mint. I'm yeah. very proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very proud of you myself. You may continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. pro- pro- Proceed. Proceed. <laughs> Um, so Brock tries to make Millie laugh by saying that maybe Wendy is a vampire or a werewolf or maybe even has a severed head. She tells him that none of that has to be true or real and sips her wine as she lets him know that she just feels uneasy about the whole situation. And that would explain the green, the glowing green, green eyes, eyes if, yeah. if she was a werewolf. It would be true. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Millie, it kind of fast forward. She's been working at the Garrick's house for about a month now. And she's upstairs vacuuming when she hears crying coming from the guest room. She gets Wendy to open the door after she tells her that she is not leaving that door until she opens up just to make sure she's okay. So when Wendy opens the door, she's angry and tells her to leave her alone. When she goes downstairs to finish cleaning, Douglas comes in with a box in one hand and flowers in the other. She tells him that Wendy seemed upset today and he asks her if she talked to her. She lies and says no before leaving for the day. Because he was very particular. Don't mm-hmm. the door is closed. Don't talk to her. Do not pass go. <laughs> Do not, not collect a hundred dollars. Go straight to jail. <laughs> go straight, straight, to jail. straight to jail with you. Yes. <laughs> so this is where I think there might have been, and maybe like maybe you can give me some pointer or thoughts on this. So Millie thinks about her time with Enzo and all of the women they were able to help. Um, some with violence and some without that that they were able to help with. They dated for a few months before he had to go back to Sicily because his mother had a stroke and he told Millie he wasn't sure if he'd come back. Um, so before I continue, I thought Nina and Enzo were dating. No. No, Enzo was their gardener. Their yeah, landscaper. but they, Nina got together with him and they actually had a small relationship when he was trying, when she was trying to get Millie to kill her husband in the first book, really? Mm-hmm. Well, so was that kind of like a way to like cor- not corner him, but like have something on him? Like, hey, I if you don't do this, I'm gonna expose you. I don't think so. I think they actually had a relationship, which makes me wonder if With this Nina? was just a plot hole that she oh, missed. Oh, is that why in the beginning where he like, I don't know, is it Spanish, Spanish mm-hmm. or Ita- whatever, and he says Italian. something in Italian, Italian and it's like, like danger. Danger, that's what mm-hmm. it was. So maybe that's why he was like, just like breaking some leaves and he was like, mm-hmm. get the fuck out. Yeah, but I know, I know I, in the first <laughs> book. They make Nina, good food. <laughs> they do, but I know in the first book that him and Nina had something going on. I don't remember on. that, but okay. okay. So 
I'll have to look back, but I thought this was a plot hole, like that she was, I Nina see. was with mm-hmm. him, and then now all of a sudden Millie was dating him. Anyways. Now, remind me, are they still technically dating right now? Uh, No, okay. Enzo went back to Sicily. Okay, because I couldn't remember if they were yeah. like, we can make it work, and... Yeah, because she got mad at him, and he said, I don't know if I'll come back. Got it, okay. And so she basically took that as a big F you yeah. and kind of was like, okay, I'll, I'll go on dates with Brock and now we're oh, dating. Oh, duh, we're dating Brock. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. The boyfriend. <sighs> Broccoli. <laughs> Forgot about Broccoli. Him. Leader of the Pewter City Gym. <laughs> Brock loves them rock type Pokemon, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He's got like an Onyx and a Geodude. And he's, he's dope. All right. Trying well, to hook up with... with with Nurse Joys, all yeah. the Nurse Joys, and the Officer Jennies. Okay, Officer Jennies. Wow, that brings back that that brings back memories. Yeah. <laughs> that one I remember. So Millie gets ready to go grocery shopping, uh, shopping for dinner uh, for Douglas as she runs into the guy that lives below her in in her small apartment building. His name's uh, Xavier. He knows her name, but she gets a bad vibe from this guy. She thinks about. Um, you know, maybe it's a good idea that she should move in with Brock if Xavier is possibly stalking her. Mm-hmm. So Millie gets into the apartment with the groceries and hears screaming. She puts the, ba- the bags down and goes to investigate when Douglas comes out of the guest room with a rip in his suit. He tells Millie to go home and he would put the groceries away. Uh, Millie feels uneasy as she's walking home. Uh, she mentions she doesn't feel like this is Brock... Uh, she doesn't feel like that when she's in Brock's part of town, which also makes her kind of want to move in with Brock, but she still wants to have that conversation of her past with him. But she feels if she has that, since they've only been dating for six months, that he would leave her. Right. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> so- <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to drink away a hangover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stay a little bit drunk for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I, what what better way to get over a hangover than just proceed to get drunk again? True. So I don't have a problem. <laughs> so when it's she's walking home, <laughs> when she's walking home, she feels like she's being watched. Uh, she gets inside her building, and Xavier is close behind and asks her to come watch a movie in his apartment. She keeps denying him as she quickly comes up the stairs, but he grabs her arm as she tries to escape him. He pull, uh, pins her against a wall, and she pulls out of uh, the mace in her pocket, spraying his face and pushing him away from her. He falls down the stairs, but thankfully is still alive, but she ends up kicking him multiple times in the ribs before calling 911. Uh, the police come and take Xavier to the hospital, One police officer comes up to her apartment and asks her to explain again what happened and what she was wearing during the incident. I fucking hate that. I know. It's like, why does that matter? Yeah. I could have been butt-ass naked. It doesn't make it right. Yeah. So without saying it, she knows that he's siding with him and even mentions that she could go back to jail because she seems fine and he is the one with multiple injuries. As he should. Yeah. So she gets a call while doing laundry and Xavier isn't pressing charges against her, but he was released from the hospital that morning. She is nervous that she'll never be able to go back to her apartment again. Um, as Douglas comes up behind her and notices, uh, and she notices blood stains on the neck of Wendy's nightgown that she's cleaning. 
they have a short conversation and he's acting weird and he's being short around her. Um, and she tries not to tell him that she's noticing blood, especially if he's the one harming her. So he goes, she basically says something like, oh, I just need to figure out how to get like, like marinara sauce out of the the gown. Like she says something like that. Mm -hmm. So it seemed like she didn't lead on to know, knowing it was blood. Right. Which was interesting. Oh, marinara. Mar old marinara, marinara sauce marinara. around the neck, you know? <laughs> it happens good, all the time. <laughs> some good old red wine. <laughs> yeah. So Millie and Brock are out to lunch, and she's distracted. She's thinking about her past and Xavier, and she feels like she's being watched. This is when I make the note, possibly not Xavier, but maybe Wendy. Mm. This, I, I mean, obviously I know what happens, but I yes. put it in parentheses of what I thought the whole time. Right, right, right. Um. So I was like, oh, well, maybe Wendy's watching her and she's in the car that... That she keeps seeing. That she keeps seeing. With the same license plate. Mm-hmm. Got it. Because it had... Um, I like tinted windows and stuff, too. A crack in the yes, headlight. Yes, yes, yes. So she or notices the, was that. Was it the headlight or the fender? Oh, it could have been the oh, fender. Either way. Either yes, way. There yeah, was she an noticed. obvious blemish on yeah, this car. Yes. Yeah. Um, so she tells Brock that she is she is ready to move in with him. And she turns around expecting to, to see Xavier when she sees Douglas crossing the street with another woman. That dick. I know. Kills me, man. So Millie tells Brock, like, hey, give me a minute and just leaves <laughs> and starts following. I'll be right back. I yeah. Promise. Who does that? It's got to powder my nose. Yeah. So he watches her run across the street um as she's following douglas and this woman and they reach a brickstone building before going inside uh, millie puts this together as his mistress and gets a call from brock asking if she's coming back she said she saw an old friend another lie and wanted to say hi on her way back to the restaurant she sees the same black car with the cracked headlight oh you were right Good that job. that she thinks is following her mm -hmm. <sighs> insane crazy fucking hate that mm-hmm so Millie is about to start packing to move to Brock's apartment, but as they approach uh, her building, police are all outside and putting uh, putting Xavier in handcuffs uh, into a car. He screams that it wasn't his drugs, and the cops are talking about how much heroin they found in his small apartment. Millie tells Brock that she won't have to move and tells him that maybe she isn't ready to move in with him just yet. So... Millie's cleaning the bathrooms. She walks into one and notices half of a bloody handprint on the sink counter. Um, Douglas isn't home yet, and she starts to see the blood splatters that make its way to the guest room. She knocks on the door, not hearing anything. She gets nervous that Wendy could be dead in the room. She calls out that she needs to see Wendy because of all of the blood, and if she can't see her, she will be calling the police. Wendy comes to the door, and then she says she chipped a tooth before opening the door and revealing her horrible manged face mm. you chipped a tooth and you you got a whole bloody handprint on the sink counter really teeth bleed you didn't know that but chipping i've chipped many teeth <laughs> have you yeah ow yes i don't think i've ever chipped a tooth oh i chip teeth all the time knock on wood Oh what what are you doing well when i was younger you eating rocks? <laughs> when i was younger i uh Danielle was on my bed and she was being a bitch about it and wouldn't get off. And I had a metal bedpost, so I went from mom and dad's room that were was right across the sh uh, 
the hallway, street, yeah. the street, right Big across house. the hallway, and I ran full full face into the metal bedpost, and I chipped all my teeth. Oh my god! And then I used to like grind my teeth, and I I would chip it too, but I haven't chipped it in a long time. I feel pretty good about that. Anyways, I'm so, I'm concerned so proud of you. you. Thank you. Deanna's proud. I'm concerned. <laughs> Uh, so when Wendy uh, opens the door, she has various bruises on her face um, that Millie notices that are all in different stages of healing. She tells Millie to leave and to walk away, but Millie tells her that she needs to go to the hospital, and she refuses and closes the door in Millie's face again. When, when out and about, Millie runs into Amber and Olive. Amber asks, she she seems a little bit too happy for a person who fired when uh, who fired Millie. And she's asking who she's working for now. Millie doesn't give up the information, and Amber tells her that she saw her walking into Douglas's building. Olive starts reaching for her and calling her Millie Mama again, which makes Amber get mad and leave. What is she, Amber fucking hers? Yep. God, fuck that bitch. She got shit on a pillow (laughs) and on the bed. Justice for Johnny. (laughs) Agreed. (laughs) So Millie gets a call that her ad for the... um, for a housemaid job never was posted online due to her credit card being declined. So she says, Oh, well, I don't need it anymore. Thank you though. But then she starts thinking, Oh yeah, I forgot to just give my new credit card, you know, to you that one expired. And then she starts asking the woman, did it ever post then? And she goes, no, she's like, not even for like an hour or a day. Like this interviews. No, those were all from, people adding like putting out an ad that they need to help got you only person that reached out to her was douglas huh and she goes how did he get my number if this ad never went live oh douglas mm-hmm. so she puts together that you know he was the only one that reached out separately and she calls douglas and asks where he got her information from so she can add it to her resume for side work. He says that Wendy got her name from an end number from a friend and Wendy gave it to him to reach out to her. She thanks him and says that she would see him later when she comes to clean. Millie goes to Wendy's door and they talk about where Wendy got her number from. She tells Millie that her friend Ginger gave her the number. Ginger was the last person that she helped before telling herself she would only help in legal legal ways, meaning not killing their husband. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so she tells Wendy that she will help her in any way she can, but Wendy gets mad and gives Millie her bracelet that Douglas gave her after hurting her and said to get rid of it. Wendy closes the door in Millie's face after telling her that Douglas is not someone Millie can handle. What is he, the Antichrist? pretty much here's my thing i didn't put it together until you know closer to the end but like for brandon and for the viewers or listeners out there just keep in mind like she gave her bracelet i think that's pretty important so you're breathing heavy so i know you're thinking no i'm just i'm just, I'm, I'm just incredibly out of shape that's what, it, gotcha. that's what it actually is. Yeah. You can hear me breathing. That's just normal. <laughs> I just sound like this. I'm like a pug. My nasal cavities are just smashed. 
I'm sure the pollen doesn't help with that. The either. pollen doesn't no. help. The the injuries from sports don't help, and me being fat as fuck does not help either. <laughs> we love you, Brandon. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like right around the, the weight of a heavyweight fighter at this point. Mm-hmm. Don't look like a heavyweight fighter. I look like a potato or at least a sack of a them. potato. <laughs> potato. That's why I don't, that's why I don't say anymore that I'm out of shape. I'm just a different shape now. And there that you shape go. is potato. I like it. <laughs> it's, good. it's a good one. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. <laughs> also, I Googled it and Olive and Popeye's baby's name is Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea? Mm-hmm. It sounds familiar, but I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't ever. I would not have thought that. Someone who had a dog whose name was Sweet Pea. And that dog was insane. <laughs> it was well, not, they were a not a Sweet, sweet Pea. <laughs> she was at times. Other times she was not. Oddly she enough, was a spicy corn. <laughs> oddly enough, her name was also Deanna. Nah. <laughs> yes. I did not own a dog named Sweet Pea. Let's just put that out there. <laughs> oh my goodness. So Millie's on the phone with Brock and he tells her that when she comes over tomorrow, they need to talk. She agrees and heads up to the apartment for work. When the doors open, Wendy is standing in the living room and tells her that they need to talk. They sit down together and Wendy lets Millie know about her friend from college that she found and reached out to. The friend said that she is welcome to stay with her as long as she, as long as she needs, uh, but Millie would need to give her a ride to uh, Albany and she gladly abs- abs- Albany, not Albany, <laughs> Albany. Whatever. <laughs> if you're gonna say the name of a capital of a fucking state, you're gonna say it right. I thought I did good, but she accepts to giving her a ride. So Millie gets a rental car for this, but the whole time she's in the shop, she feels like she's again being watched. And then this is when I, in parentheses, start thinking, maybe it's not Wendy. <laughs> and maybe. This, just maybe. <laughs> just maybe. This, this is Brock watching her. Oh, okay. So I'm like, wonder if he has a dark side. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him. He's very pushy with her moving in. So. Right? That's why I was like, maybe Like six months. Watching. Like, I don't know. I'm old school. Yeah. I would not move in. Mm-hmm. We're just sitting there yelling at Brock. You were the chosen one. <laughs> the chosen Ryan and I were married to before we moved in together. Like, yeah. it, it, not like that was how I made it, but just like no. we were dating. I was not exactly. buying a house or moving in with somebody unless I was married. Like, yeah. No offense. <laughs> you guys are already married anyway. Yeah, so. basically. But yeah, yeah like okay. six months, I'd be like, bro. Six months is an issue. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I can I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had moved in with someone after like six months. This okay. Well, that was not a I mean, good Obviously, time. it didn't work obviously out. Obviously, it yeah. did not work out. <laughs> hence, it's not a good idea. Not a good time. So, Xavier in, in, at this time is still in jail, and Millie was uh, ensured that he'd be there for a while. She gets the keys to the car and leaves. When she picks up Wendy, they head out. And as they're driving through the city, she notices the black Mazda that's been following her is right behind her. She tries to swerve and get around traffic to get space between them and the car, but the car is still on their tail. When she hits the highway, the car is gone. This is when I start thinking, shit, maybe it's Enzo in the car. So I was like, Enzo is back? See... I'm not the type when I'm reading something, I don't, like, have theories. Because I don't like to be, like, 
disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Like I and also I just don't think about like I it just doesn't come naturally for me to be like, "Ooh, I wonder if it's so and so." I just I'm like I want to be surprised. Yeah. Like I was so excited. I was really betting on the whole Brock having a dark dirty secret in this. And and we'll see. We'll, we'll, when we it get just it. sounds like if you would have been placing bets on this book, you would have lost so much fucking money. <laughs> I would have lost until half. And that's a good the book. book. <laughs> yeah, it is a good book. I would have lost a good amount of money. Of course, then you, then you get to this point, and you're like, oh, maybe it's Endo. Guess who's back, 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 <laughs> back, back again? You were upstairs, I think. But when I came back in after I you dropped me off at the house, and I came back today, uh, I said that as I walked in. I said, guess who's back? I was like, where are we going with that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. (laughs) Nobody listened to me. It was great. When you got back. And the funny thing is, like, I told her exactly where I was when she told me she was coming back over. Because I was sitting right here. Mm -hmm. Because I was on the computer. And I hear her come in at, like, 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, she's probably just going to come up here and, like, eat her lunch here and whatnot. I'm like, she still doesn't, like, come up here. So I finished eating what I was eating and doing what I was doing. Walk downstairs. She's just sitting at my counter watching TikToks, eating her lunch. <laughs> Hello, this is her home too now. We have already figured Welcome that out. Home. She's the one that greeted me at the door today, okay? Welcome. Let me give you a tour. It's like, like that TikTok. Like, sir, if you can't find your way out of the escape room, you're going to have to leave. <laughs> but, but I live here now. <laughs> no, it's fine. I've accepted it. It's fine. I've accepted my fate. It's like he didn't put a he didn't put a uh, a plant in there, did he? I did. <laughs> I did. Did he light a candle? I did that too. <laughs> Damn, we can't do anything then. Uh, so Millie stops for gas and McDonald's, which Wendy gets super excited because she's hasn't had fast food in forever. And Brock calls her, and she immediately tenses up because she knows that she forgot to cancel the dinner again. Oh, again. And he gets mad at her, but tells he, she tells him that she loves him and that appeases him for the moment. So she literally just went into, like, just, just lie and appease. Lie was that the first appease, time she had said it to him? Yeah. Okay, that's why. Got it. it. I took was like, him, he, he said it at lunch or something. That's right. And, and then she, she was, was like, like, thanks. Yeah. She's like, thanks, dude. I got to go powder my nose. <laughs> she just, like, high fives. I'm like, that's awesome sauce. That's great for you. <laughs> So happy for you. <laughs> so happy for you. I know I'm amazing. <laughs> What's not to love? It's like, continue. Rain more praise on me. <laughs> I love hearing that. Mm-hmm. But I do not love you. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> what do you want to eat? <laughs> you got the salad? Yeah. Oh, oh that's a good choice. Good. I was thinking about the fish myself. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, like giving me any compliments on my figure lately, so I guess I'll just get the salad. Just get the salad, too. But anyway. So Millie finds a, a motel and goes in to pay for a room for the night. She hands the man cash, gets the room key, and heads back to Wendy, who gives her a huge thank you and hug. She warns her about how dangerous Douglas can be, and Millie gets in the car back to the rental place before midnight, so she does not have to pay for a second day. As she walks outside and towards her apartment, the black Mazda is there, and the driver door swings open. Dun, 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 dun. It ends up being Enzo, <gasps> who tells her he has always been looking after her for the past I um, like three months, he said. Um, That's a keeping, creepy way to say I love you. Yeah, <laughs> because he got back from Sicily and then noticed that she was with 
Brock. Broccoli. Broccoli. Um, but he mentions like that she's been keeping he's been keeping her from out of danger. And she's telling him, like, I didn't need your help, like I'm fine. And he goes, You wouldn't have gotten home on multiple occasions if I wasn't lurking behind you. And she's like, Huh? Fuck. <laughs> she's like, I thought I was doing good, <laughs> you know? But meanwhile, he's on the bed like she's just walking down the street. He's like jumping <laughs> in and out of alleys, John Wick style. He's like beating the piss out of people. Yeah. <laughs> and he even admits to planting the drugs in Xavier's apartment so he'd get arrested. Um where did he find all those drugs? That's that's not the point. It's he, not that it's, it's, the point. it's a heroic act. He hopped on the he, he hopped on the num- he hopped on the number four bus. He took that down to thirty second street, got on the seven down to fifteenth, met a dude named Martinez, because everyone knows that Martinez has got the best shit. I learned something today. I did not know that. If you need good shit, go Thank to Martinez. You. Isn't that a last name? Yeah. Do we not know the first name? He just goes by Martinez. Got it. Okay. I just want to make sure I get straight. For years, he was just M. The fact that we have Martinez now, That's, we got the rest of the letters there. Yeah. You know, we're making progress. Hey, it was Martin for a while. So you didn't know if that was the first or last name. True. Well, it went from M to Nez, so. Uh, <laughs> see, I wouldn't do good in that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I, I know. I don't have the guts. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I feel like both of you would, would like, if you guys were selling drugs... <laughs> I feel like both of you two would do well because you're so unassuming. That's true. That it'd be true. like the housewife you're a that's wife like of a cop. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'd be nobody like, would suspect nobody. Me. It's like when you hear about like right, housewives. You'd be like, like what, "What are you being, doing? Being Nothing." Di- be like, giant mm. drug king bins. <laughs> I would just be walking around like with a bowling ball and just be full of drugs. <laughs> I'm just really into bowling right now. All right, it's a Why? new hobby. Like, don't judge. Why don't a judge. bowling ball? Mm. Who's gonna, thing that came who's to gonna mind. check a bowling ball? Who's gonna check a stroller? That'd be less conspicuous. See, well, everybody knows I hate kids, so it would be much more suspicious. That's true. Maybe you're, if, you're, maybe, if you find Taylor with a stroller, you'd be like, "Oh fuck, she's fuck into it. drugs. She's <laughs> into drugs again." <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, <laughs> put the stroller down. There, there's one of two things in there: drugs or a dead baby. <laughs> oh God. So upsetting, guys. All right, well, she I was going to let you hang out with Alex, but I don't know anymore. <laughs> She's just going to commit one I'll of two crimes. I'll let him hold the drugs. <laughs> yeah, he won't, he, won't, he won't say anything about yeah, it. It's fine. Great. It's fine. <laughs> Ryan, I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you listen to this episode. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Tell listen right around the 36-minute mark. <laughs> I will make a mental note. So Millie tells Enzo everything about Wendy, and he tells her to be careful. She gets up to her apartment, and unease takes over as she overthinks that douglas is already inside waiting for her but um, but fortunately it is empty and she's by herself she's good so she thinks no she's good check the closets bitch <laughs> she she's good <laughs> um so millie is about to tell brock about her past when her phone rings it's wendy she quickly whispers that douglas found her and brought her back and could she come to the penthouse right away? Millie agrees and tells Brock that she will tell him everything tomorrow. Now, this happens throughout the book. She goes, I need to talk to you. Gotta cancel dinner. It will be tomorrow. Cancels. Gotta talk to you tomorrow. Cancels. It's always a revolving door right now. So Millie meets with Wendy 
and her face was freshly bruised. She tells her that Douglas was waiting for her at the farm uh, that her friend lived at and brought her back. So Millie decides to continue working for them as she figures out how to save Wendy. She's making dinner. Wendy shows her uh, a dictionary that's hollowed out and storing a gun. Millie uh, talks her out of using it on Douglas right before he walks in the door. Millie is at her uh, her apartment and it's around midnight and she has a couple texts back and forth with Brock and she gets a call thinking it was Brock but it ends up being Douglas. He tells her that after the week um, after the week is done they won't be needing her services anymore and that she was uh, she was great and that he will get her tickets to the Mets. And he says that you like the Mets, right? That that will be good for you. You you like them? And she's like, how the fuck do you know I like the Mets? And she goes, well, maybe it's because I'm in New York. I live in New York. I've always been here. You know, like maybe that's why. But there's two teams, and one's vastly more popular than the other. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Suspicious. Well, it could also be the part of New York they live in. Yeah. So she she just takes it as like, okay. She looks down, like at it as like you know a peace a offering type. peace offering you know he just fired her after the week's done you know she's like okay maybe he just uh, figures that i like the mets you know but then she looks down at the met shirt that she's wearing mm-hmm. and she starts to think that maybe he has been watching her this whole time and she's like closing the blinds you know yeah. closing the curtains she's like oh fuck turning the lights <laughs> off yeah um and she's working her last day when she uh, hears Douglas screaming at Wendy. He's asking about a lunch she paid for, uh, and she had been out with him. Like, had she been out with another man? She says that she can't let anyone see how she looks because of what people will think of him. Um, and Millie hears the sound of Wendy being choked and remembers the gun in the dictionary. Obviously. Bang, bang, motherfucker. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> so Millie opens the door and finds Douglas choking Wendy, uh, Wendy against the wall. She goes limp, and when Doug- Douglas won't back away or ease up, Millie only sees one option. She pulls the trigger. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Bitch. For some reason, I feel I feel like uh, Millie comes in, and she like pulls Sam- like a Samuel Jackson voice out of nowhere. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> She's Surprise, just like, motherfucker. Like, she's got the gun, First and he's prize. like, oh, you won't use that shit and whatnot. And he's, she's like, do I look like a bitch? <laughs> do I look like a bitch to you? That's actually funny, because I feel like that's exactly how the scene went. Because he's like, you're not going to shoot me. She's like, I will, though. She's like, test me. <laughs> yeah, fucking text mm-hmm. me. So she... He... he- he fucked around at like a, an she, eight. He found out. Yeah. And he found out at an eight as well. <laughs> <laughs> so she ends up killing him by accident because she really only wanted, she wanted to only Quote. hit him in like the leg or something. She, she I goes meant straight to hit him the in chest. the leg. <laughs> straight for the chest. You shot party. him in the head. <laughs> like it was just a warning shot. It's like you killed six people. What are you talking about? A warning shot. You unloaded your clip. <laughs> You used every bullet available to you (laughs) with incredible precision. I had to warn them. (laughs) So, so this is this is where it gets a 
I don't know. It's a little bit weird. But Wendy is very excited about this. It's already been weird. <laughs> no, but <laughs> Wendy is very excited about seeing Douglas dead. I mean, yeah, it's her, her abuser, you know, so it's like, I get it. But she's telling Millie that she will take all of the blame and she needs to go get out of here, delete all of her. This is where it's fucking strange. Wendy tells her, delete all of your text messages between her and Wendy and her and Douglas. Millie agrees and then leaves. On her way home, she has multiple missed calls from Brock and she calls him back and lies about having a stomach bug. He says that he can come over with soup, but she denies and said that she needs to recover alone. The next morning, a police officer shows police officer shows up at her door asking to come down to the station and answer a few questions about Douglas. She panics, but on the inside, um, but says she would like to have a lawyer present. She calls Brock, who is a lawyer. How convenient. Yeah. Who tells her that he will be right there. They get to the station and make Millie wait in an interrogation room for about like 40 minutes. When Brock finally comes in, he lets her know that they think she's a serious suspect and they are searching her apartment as they speak. This is when the truth comes out about her prison record past, and he seems to take it somewhat well for for that all this news coming out at once. Mm-hmm. He's got to he's got to stay in yeah. character. Yeah, he's got to be professional. Well, my client, my client would <laughs> would never. It's like I might like, fuck actually, I, I might fuck did. around with my client, but I'm not ready to find out. <laughs> I'm not ready. <laughs> So the detective comes in and asks her if um, she was having an affair with Douglas. She feels disgusted about this and denies it. When he shows her texts from a burner phone that was Douglas's to Millie's phone, she notices that a lot of texts were about the laundry and groceries. um, You know, all of that stuff were missing. All of those texts. And... It looks like, it, based on how the some of the text messages were deleted on his phone, it looks like they're trying to meet up. But Millie's not a bitch. But she deleted yeah, the text. Yeah, and so she deleted her text. You never do that. You never do but that. But why would Wendy tell her that? Right. Because That's weird. That is because weird. If there's nothing in a text. The mastermind the entire fucking time. Wait for it. <laughs> she is a psychopath. <laughs> So, after going through multiple pieces of evidence, like a dress that Douglas asked her to return, that she never returned, and it was in her apartment because she was waiting for Douglas to give her the receipt, and he never gave it to her. And the bracelet was found in her apartment that Wendy gave her. The detective lets her know that Wendy said um, it was Millie who shot Douglas. Now, she tries to deny the bracelet that, hey, you know, Wendy gave it to me and uh, she wanted me to sell it for her. So I was going to sell it and give her the money. And he goes, well, why does it have your initials on it? And she goes, it doesn't. It says Wendy. It's W for Wendy. Turn it upside down. Turn it upside down. It's Millie or Millie's real name is Will Wilmina. Oh, Wilhelmina. Yes. Wilhelmina. So starts oh. with a W. All I, can think of, all I can think of right now is the shrink ray episode from Spongebob. We're like, did you try Wumbo? <laughs> Wumbo? <laughs> so, when the detective leaves... I came up with conversation last night at the bar for some reason. 
Wombo? Wombo. I think it was me and Dylan. That would make sense. Okay. So the detective leaves the room and Brock is very upset and shocked. He's telling her that he can't represent her and they are done. When she gets out of the station, um, after questioning, they tell her she's free to go, but to not leave, you know, the state. Don't don't leave. Don't really, like, don't plan any flights. Don't leave yeah. the country. <laughs> don't leave the state at all. Don't even try. <laughs> You're not being charged with anything. Yet. Yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so But just, we got you. We just don't know how. <laughs> yeah. We just we just need you to stay close. Mm-hmm. Just in case we find that crucial piece of evidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets out and tries calling Wendy to get answers, but no luck. She returns home uh to her landlord who tells her she has one week to move out because of the problems that she's caused. She sits defeated on the couch as she turns on the news to see the photo of Douglas Garrick. But it is not the same man that she's been interacting with. Dun, dun, dun. I love, I love, I can see Brandon's wheels turning. What a twist. (laughs) What a twist, man. (laughs) This, I literally read it and I was, I like put down the book and I went, wow. I was like, oh, oh, shit. If you were about to sit here and tell me that the picture of the man they're calling Douglas Garrick on the news is actually Xavier from her apartment. It's not. Okay. She does not recognize the, the man. Uh, the man. Right. She says she can see some resemblance, resemblance between the two, but she said that it, this one is like much, like much different. Like when you really pinpoint all the features, like. You know, he has more stubble or, or whatever. Like, he looks less put together, and he looks a little bit older. So, we go into part two of this book. How many parts are in this book? Three. Fuck, that was part one? <laughs> it comes Trust together. Me. Trust We're me. 50 minutes in, and that was part one? Yeah. Fuck's sake. And normally at this point in the book, Bumbo, it's God like, damn. with the last book, this was kind of like the concluding, you know, yeah, like yeah. she did her job, she got the person safe, and she leaves. She did the deed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This this motherfucker, this num- part number two, is from Wendy's point of view. And well, Frida could, was like, I can't do the same thing. Yeah. So I'm going to fuck them all up. <laughs> left, fuck them left up. right, up, down, and sideways. <laughs> and she really did. So she... This is from Wendy's point of view, and she talks about meeting the real Douglas, the one that the photo was on TV. That's the real Douglas. Now, why remind me? Why was his photo on TV? Because he's dead. Because he's dead. But okay, you we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. So he's a wealthy white man that's dead. Of course, the news is going to report on (laughs) it. Exactly. Yes, you're right. So she meets him in an art gallery, and it's her plan to marry Rich. So the book pushes. Yeah. Are we all? <laughs> right? It's not all of our dreams. I mean, that, this this chick has definitely given given me vibes that she has a shovel in her hand. Mm-hmm. And that shovel is got is gold. Mm-hmm. You know, Bought by she, her husband. Because she's a digger. Mm. <laughs> 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 Anyways. We got there. <laughs> <laughs> I knew where you were going the whole time. Um, so one, uh, this the book pushes to like one year later, still three years earlier than the beginning of the book when when Wendy and Doug are, you know, when she, Millie 
gets involved. So this is three years earlier than that. So Wendy and um, they call him. This is how we'll differentiate the real to the not real Douglas. They call the real Douglas Doug. If I say Doug, that means he's the real one. If it's Douglas, that's the fake one. Got it. Does cool. he have a best friend named Skeeter and a girl with woods next door named Patty Mayonnaise, too? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> how did you know? <laughs> so, Wendy and Doug are engaged and about to go uh, to a party. Doug is not dressed for. Doug's good friend comes over and she overhears him telling Doug that he shouldn't marry her unless she sign- agrees and signs a prenup. She ends up signing the prenup saying that she would only get $10 million oh and cannot touch any of his other assets. They get married and end up buying the penthouse that is, that is in the first part of the book. She gets him to buy it by bringing up their fictional children, their future children, you know? And he's a big family man. He wants kids. And she has mentioned in her point of view that she doesn't want kids at all. But she keeps bringing it up. Just to get what she wants. Yeah. That's where they're going to get Skeeter and Patty from. I got you. Yeah. (laughs) So Wendy goes to lunch with her friend Aubrey, and this is when she talks about Millie and how she helped Ginger with her ish, quote unquote, issues with her husband. They end the conversation talking about fertility issues and that Aubrey knows a great doctor for Wendy. Wendy has dinner ready for Doug when he gets home, but it's only a small salad. He says that she needs to eat more than just one salad every day and that she looks sickly. She brings up her health style. Um, he brings up that her health style is probably why she is not getting pregnant. She goes to a small store run by Doug's receptionist's hun- husband. When she gets in there, she sees a wonderful dresser that she wants. She meets Russell, a.k.a. A Doug 2.0, <laughs> that she even calls. She looked like... She says, oh, he kind of looks like my husband, but not too much. Like, he's he's fit, you know, he's, you know, her husband's kind of out of shape. She's just like the upgraded version. Yeah, and he calls her, or she calls him Doug 2.0. Douglas. Mm-hmm. Douglas. <laughs> so she buys most of the store, and when she goes uh, to pay Russell, he gives, uh, and gives her his card. Wait, what did I write? When when he gives her his business card, he has his number written on the back of it. Wink, so, wink. yeah. And he mentions, like, oh, if anything happens with the furniture or, like, you notice something wrong with it, like, let me know. I'll come out and fix it. If you ever need me to throw it to you, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Gotcha. So, Russell and Wendy, at this point, have been sleeping around for six months um, after they met the first time. They go out to a fancy restaurant for lunch and all of her credit cards get denied when trying to pay the bill. Russell ends up paying and Wendy thinks that she is falling in love with him. She goes to the house in Long Island where uh, Doug bought and he loves that house. Like that's where he hangs out. And he wishes that she would love that house just as much as him and hang out with him there and not in the city. But she tells him that she cannot get pregnant and that she wants a divorce and she'll take her 10 million and be on her way. He starts laughing and says that he has evidence of her cheating and that means she will get nothing. He lets her know that she can remain in the penthouse until it sells. And then she thinks about his death and his will and in his will, she would get everything. So this is when Wendy forms a plan to act as... um, 
to get someone to act as her husband, Douglas, and slap her around enough to get Millie to kill him. She does makeup to make it look like bruises and asks Russell to actually hit her in the face to make it look real. When she gets him angry enough to hit her, she gets a nosebleed, and that is how she's able to put the bloody handprint on the counter. Mm. And she gets him angry by, like, the most shitty way. She's like, you'll never be right. able to... Um, You'll never be Doug. <laughs> no, like she's, she talks badly about his business, his small business, and says, like, you'll never have money. Um, you know, if we're together, I'm always going to be the money maker with his money. And, like, you'll never be able to take care of me. And, like, you're just pathetic. And, like, he gets so mad that he ends up punching her. And then she f- sees the blood on her hand and she goes, this is fucking perfect. Bank. Mm. Let's go. <laughs> you know? So... Wendy discusses how she had a blank in the gun when Millie shot Russell thinking it was Doug. When she leaves Wendy to get, um, when she leaves Wendy, Douglas, wait. When Millie leaves? (laughs) I'm so, I'm, okay. You're confusing yourself with your own notes. Yeah. (laughs) When Millie leaves... Wendy gets Douglas to come over by saying that she will sign the divorce papers. Russell doesn't shoot Doug when he was supposed to, and Wendy takes it into her her own hands, shooting Douglas and telling Russell that all she has to do now is pin it on Millie. So, it's actually four parts. (laughs) They're so, so short now, and we're almost done. So, part three, we go back to Millie's point of view. She puts together that the man on the TV is not her old boss, like, and that she thought she killed. She only has one person to call, and Enzo. He tells her that he'd be there in five minutes. Enzo and Millie plan to find Russell and see what kind of information that they can get to clear her name and make Millie or Wendy confess. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just, I just look over and he took my Apple pen and just put it in his ear. I'm studious. You're not studious. You're just weird. Yeah, I'm a college dropout. Yeah. I'm definitely not studious. (laughs) I'll just put this back. Thank you. (laughs) So. Snap. um, So Enzo comes over to help clean her apartment, and they do share a cute little kiss. Um, Enzo and Millie stake out. An an actual kiss. It wasn't like his penis kissing her vagina (laughs) type of kiss. Oh, Brandon. <laughs> Just trying to make sure I got all the parts right here. <laughs> you got the parts. You do know the parts. Um, but no, it was just a kiss. Okay. Uh, so Enzo and Millie stake out the building um, that she saw fake Doug, Russell, a.k.a. Russell, and the woman walk into. Douglas. She <laughs> she sees the woman that she that he was with the first time, first time come out of the building and heading over to the Dunkin' Donuts across the street. Enzo says that he would charm her to get information out of her. Enzo gets information from Russell's wife, and he tells Millie that um, as of the morning, that he is still alive and well and went on a business trip. So Enzo gets a call from a guy uh, stating the address of the other place that Russell's wife owns and that he might be there. Right after he hangs up the phone, Millie's phone lights up with a call from Brock. But I thought the... Russell, a.k.a. Douglas, but his wife was a receptionist for Doug. Yes. But she also owns a business. No, Russell owns the business. 
You just said his wife also owns a business. Not a business. I meant the property. Got she it. She owns... Oh, my God. Did I say that? Yes. No, she owns... Um, I was confused. Another place, <laughs> like an, uh, a house. She owns a cabin. Got you. So he might be there at this cabin. In the woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Is it the last house on the left as well? No. Well, the house <laughs> in the pines. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shameless plug, sorry. It's <laughs> shameless plug. I love it. So when she gets a call from Brock, uh, he lets Millie know that they found gunshot residue on her clothing and that they are probably on their way to arrest her. And this is where she's kind of freaking out because she's like, well, I didn't. I only shot a blank, apparently, based on, you know, what information that, you know, Enzo was getting. You know, she put it together that it was a blank. And he goes, well, you're still going to get gunshot residue on you, even if it was a blank. Like, so right. they're on their way. So this is back to Wendy's point of view. And... They're celebrating their her and Russell are celebrating the successful plan at Russell's cabin, and she goes in to move uh, to get more wine, but stops short when she notices an open window. She gets a call from Joe, who is taking care of uh, that's the friend that wanted her to sign a prenup, and he lets her know that he's taking care of Doug's will and wishes. She asks when everything will be transferred to her, and he lets her know that she gets nothing due to Doug changing his will a month ago, leaving everything to charity. Damn. Ha-ha, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. I'd be so fucking uh, pissed. If you went through all of that and just to find out that he changed it, which good for him. Yeah. But, but what made him do that? Because he knew she was cheating. And he knew that she was going to try and fucking kill him. I don't know if he knew that, but I think he was like, just in case if in his mind, he could have been like, I'm a very successful man. Somebody might try to kill me or accidents happen and he could have gotten into a car accident, you know, and if everything was left to her, you know, that's true. So perfect timing. Yeah. So the police called Wendy and let her know about the camera on the back door to Uh, her apartment building. uh, Mm hmm. Huh. Oh. oh, and he mentioned gotcha again, bitch. <laughs> yeah, because her whole story was, you know, Millie came in and killed Douglas, blah, blah, blah. So the police officer mentions that Douglas has not been in there for months. And there's no way that Millie was having an affair with him. He also mentions that the time Millie left and Douglas came in are so far in par- far apart in time that it doesn't add up that she would she would have killed him. Wendy goes to find Russell in the bath, who is dead. Bloods all around that bath. He was just trying to have a nice soaking. Tub. Millie finds Russell in the bath. Dead. Wendy. 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 Okay. <laughs> Did I say Millie? I think. I'm I'm pretty sure I, I said can't Wendy. Even trust my own memory. <laughs> okay, great. So Wendy goes back to the bath to join Russell after hanging up with Joe. After hanging up with Joe and the police officer, got it. And she's, finds she's pissed. Him, yeah, already pissed off. Yeah, and then finds him dead. And this is the only man but she thought she loved. Yeah, that's the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, that's Douglas. Douglas. Yeah. Uh huh. So she, she, so all of a sudden the lights shut off. And she goes into the kitchen to get a knife or a weapon of some kind. 
when she sees a woman uh, a woman silhouette, she assumes it's Millie, telling her that she will pay for her rent and school. But when lightning flashes again, it's not Millie, but dun 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 <laughs> Russell's wife, Mary Beth. So Mary Beth takes makes Wendy write out a confession uh, and tells her to write like a confession that you killed Douglas and my husband. And she she really loved Douglas as a as a boss and she really respected the guy. She she always thought he was super sweet. And so she was like, how could you do that to him kind of thing? Like, you're you're insane. You're such a bitch. And so she makes her write out a confession and tells her. She says her, that about her boss, but not about her husband in the bathtub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> how could you kill my boss, you bitch? I don't yeah. You killed my she, husband. She knew her. No, well, she, she killed, killed her, her, her husband. husband. Oh, I see. But she yeah. also knew that he was scum, so yeah, it's yeah. okay. It's okay. Got it. Yeah. And she so, tells. It's all forgiven. So she tells uh, Wendy to also write um, in the letter that she will she committed suicide, and she doesn't understand, um, you know, all, any of this. And she's, you know, Mary Beth tells her that um, that she will overdose on pills. Wendy then realizes that Mary Beth had put it in the wine that she was drinking already. So. At this point, Wendy already has the drugs in her system. She's already dying. So What did she put in it? She put in, and I'm blanking on the drug. Uh, meth. She put in... Um, <laughs> Thank you. She put in a drug uh, for heart medication. That's right. And... She got worms and shit. Yeah. And, and this is where it gets interesting. She'd be like a dog, because she is one. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is where it gets interesting. So... Both Brock and the real Doug were both on this same heart medication. They both had something, an issue with their heart. Um, So they were both on the same medication. But if you were to take a little bit more, you had all these awful side effects and possible death. Mm -hmm. So she just put was like, "Eh, what's it just two per day? So it shoots back to Millie's point of view and she's sleeping in the back of Enzo's car when she gets to her building the next morning. Um, a police officer said she wants to um, he wants her to come answer some questions, but she is not under arrest. She tells Enzo about it and sa- he says that Wendy is dead. The detective gives Millie his card and personal number saying that she does good helping victims when she can and if she's ever trying to get somebody to help him help again to give him a call because he personally knows enzo from another relationship another time so he knew what enzo does and tries to do with these women and helping them get out of these situations. He's basically like, if you ever need anyone to yeah. cover up a murder, <laughs> I got your I'm back. Here's your card. guy. Yeah. So she, you know, that's a star athlete being in tune with their star player at the right moment. Yeah. So I'm so excited. Okay. So three months later, and you just can't hide it, can you? <laughs> no. Three months later, after that. 
Enzo is moving in with Millie, and Brock shows up to get a box of his stuff. He asks her, because he kept another separate bottle of the medication at her house, or her apartment, in case he spent the night, because he would need it. And she asks, or he asks her if she has the medication, and she says she must have thrown it out. First off, if you knew that was, like, important meds for somebody, why would you throw it out? Yeah, that's a big oops. Yeah, but he says, no worries, and leaves. (laughs) that's all good that's fine he goes i I have more it's fine i I just wanted to make sure we're fine it's cool it's cool i'm dying but don't don't take too much yeah don't take too much (laughs) you'll break your heart (laughs) but this is when she reveals to the reader that she didn't go to the cabin that night but did you know because she promised enzo she wouldn't go to the cabinet to the cabin but she did swing by Mary Beth's place told her the truth about her husband and gave her the bottle of pills and let Mary Beth do the rest she goes on to say that Wendy could have easily killed her husband much earlier with the medication both he and Brock were on, but she was st- too stupid to realize that. <laughs> and that is how the book ends. Wow. I fucking love it. What a ride. What a ride. What a crazy roller coaster. I just don't. I always like end these books and I'm like, how do these authors come up with this? I don't know. I could I'm... never like be that creative. No. And I think... I think she did really good. Why are you saying no? You are a published author. Mm-hmm. You can figure it out. You are figuring it out. I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. published poetry. Yeah, you're working on something else. <laughs> Smut. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but I really would have enjoyed if they made Brock a more suspicious character. Yeah. You know? I could see that. Like, that would have been fun. It would have just added in another curveball. Listen. Another part. <laughs> another part to the story. Brock's side. Brock, <laughs> Brock is one of the most wholesome of gym leaders, okay? With his Onyx and Geodude, <laughs> he is just chilling. He won't even get himself a Graveler or a Golem. He just he just, he just wants to stick with that Geodude, you know what I mean? He's, I like just... a, he's like a rock in the sea because he's a rock-type leader. There you go. I'm just still so confused that like how like like it, it's it would be like dad with his his medication that you know is super important and, and very expensive. And if, yet, if he just left a second bottle at somebody else's house and then they say they threw it away, it, you know, I feel like you'd have more of a fight to put up, or at yeah. least a few questions. Yeah, like why would you throw it away? Yeah. When did you throw it away? Yeah. It's still in your trash, like. Yeah, can can you find it? Yeah. <laughs> Let's not do that it. again. Think you could look for a memory? But yeah. then again, if if it were me, I probably wouldn't leave an entire bottle of it. And I probably I would leave a handful or something, you know, just yeah. in case and she pitches it. I think that's what it. they mentioned. Just it was like a, maybe half a bottle. Okay. Come with like a little baggie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if I go somewhere, I only take supplements for as many as I need while I'm gone. I don't take the yeah. whole bottle because if I lose it... Oh, I, I, yeah. Danielle and I do take like the the I industrial the sized thing of Tums with us when we travel. <laughs> yeah, because but that we could you can just buy those. anywhere. <laughs> we could go through those. You those know. are very important to us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It, it's just we. It's not like you lost like a, you threw away their sweatshirt. Right. You know. Bottle of Excedrin. No, it's fine. I'll just go down and get some more. Yeah. No, you threw away his heart medication. Yeah. I would be like. You might hate me, but you shouldn't hate me that much right. to throw away my heart medication. That careless. And 
here's the thing. If it, let's say they have to take one pill a day. I just think it's if, even more interesting that it's been three months since he was like, we're done, and he's still picking up shit? No, I think he finally went back yeah. to get it. Like, I think it was just hard. At, at that point, if, if it's been three months since you're like, hey, we're done, guess what, man? Like, I burned your shit. There could, your shit might not even be existent anymore. Yeah. So I can understand him being like, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. I've got other scripts. I've got many more refills <laughs> got, on this thing. I got more scripts at I my can other get house. Some refills, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. I got refills. I'm I'm stocked up right now. You yeah. Know? <laughs> but if if I was Millie, and let's say it's half a pill bottle that he had at her house, let's say they take one a day. If I was her, I would have just given Mary Beth like five six pills and then you gotta make sure the job is done yeah. right you give her as many yep. as you got you true. make sure that bitch is dead and he ain't using true. them so it's not that like is true he would notice especially because it sounds like not only her but mr uh doug 2.0 mm-hmm. russell Douglas was <laughs> also drinking the wine yeah well no she went in there and slit his yeah, throat yeah while he was just relaxing well, in the yeah, van but it sounds like he was going to die as well because he was already drinking the drug laced wine was he drinking the wine uh no i don't think unless so. this bitch went through an entire fucking bottle and was like round two motherfuckers <laughs> i think no i think they because she mentioned the second bottle of wine was already unscrewed or something or uncorked so I think she put it say, in the second bottle. If if this woman has got the money that she does, she's not getting wine that unscrews. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> that's like a seven dollar. But bottle this was of at wine. his cabin. Yeah, his his so wife's this cabin. Is his wife's cabin. So it's yeah. not like it's her stock. Mm-hmm. I will say this: I have only met one Mary Beth in my entire life. Yeah. No, no, in real life. Oh, an actual Mary Beth. An actual okay. Mary Beth. I'm pointing downstairs. I'm like, is she crazy? <laughs> the one downstairs? You know that chick is crazy. I love her for it, though. I love her and all of her other personalities. No, because oh I, I, I grew up in a church, and this woman was a very prominent member in the church. Mm-hmm. And she was crazy. Yeah. I'm talking like Bible thumping crazy, which is a whole different breed that of crazy. Is, it is. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever known a Mary Beth. Yeah, I'm, I'm never, I cannot say with Obviously, no Marys I've, and Beths. Yeah. But not a I've Mary only Beth. met one Mary that I didn't think was crazy. Huh. And that was my Aunt Mary, and unfortunately she passed away. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice lady. <laughs> nice she was lady. A, she was just a peach. <laughs> she was. She really was. She was a peach? Yes. Oh, shit. Yes, her husband's name was James. Uh, she, and was, she was the she, giant peach. She was giant, yes. <laughs> When they uh. went to the wedding, they actually flew her in. <laughs> James was standing on top of her like, oh, we're back, God. we're back. <laughs> there was a little centipede dude and like some uh. other characters around. Man, I haven't watched that in a long time. I know. That movie actually like terrified the was shit out of me when I was a kid. Was that a Tim Burton movie? I feel like it had to have been. Because it was like that style, and it yeah. was like one done, like I couldn't watch it that often. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like the whole scene with them in the clouds yeah. and like it turning into like a fucking rhino of all things <sighs> scared the hell out of me as a kid. Well, that's like, I used to be able to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas, no problem, oh, yeah. as a kid. Cannot watch it today. Really? 
It freaks me out. Because of the worm dude. I don't know. I don't or that, know. Or that bag, bag the guy. Ba- yeah, what is his oh, name? The bag bad guy. Yeah. Shoot, why am I blanking on his name? Uh-oh. It's not Krampus. No. Um, and I had fuck. it in my Oogie, head. Oogie Boo, Oogly Boogly, or whatever. Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie. Something like that. Oogie Boogie. Oogie, yeah. Oogie Boogie. But like, just even the music in it creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Is it the high pitch? I don't know. This is Halloween. I don't like it. <gasps> just like we figured out, I sent that TikTok to you. Uh-huh. Who those three people are. Yeah. So. Oh my God. Speaking. Thank you for yes! bringing that up. So, Sally in Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas. And with <laughs> <laughs> the and, before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and the girl, the, cra- the out of the three kids that are crazy. They're like the little weird The little weird kids. ones that work for Oogie Boogie. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> the girl. Yes. Both Sally and her are both voiced by Catherine O'Hara. Oh, that makes some sense. <laughs> Adam Sandler, but the other two, the other two boys, yeah, are I forget what his real name is, Pee Wee Herman, Mm -hmm. and Danny Elfman, who is the the music, uh, what do you call it? Can can not conductor. Conductor. Um, What's it called? Producer, whatever. John Williams. No, 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 no. Like his name is Danny Elfman, but he makes the score of the music of the. No, yeah. I'm, I'm aware. John, John, What's it called? John Williams was the conductor of an orchestra that did all the music for Star Wars. So it's Wars. called a conductor. Well, it depends on what kind of music that you're doing. You could be a musical producer, mm. um, like. Because jo- yeah. John Williams is a conductor because he conducts an orchestra. Yeah, I don't think he's a conductor. Though. Right, he would probably be a producer or like a musical director maybe maybe yeah but you know the name he's done a lot of that kind of stuff yeah yeah Yeah. like any tim burton film i think he is like the main he's the poc for music in any tim burton film Mm -hmm. but i was blown away by that it did blow me away i thought that the whole sally thing too had no idea she voiced sally Mm -mm. and it and you sent it to me and i was like this is so fake i was like (laughs) I looked at it and I was like, the lips aren't matching what they're um, singing. So I was like, maybe they're just talking yeah. regularly and they just put it over. And then and, I looked it up. And, and I, I like, do just need to confirm shit. here. Catherine O'Hara is the woman from Schitt's Creek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Moira Rose. So when that movie's coming out, this is around the time she's doing Home Alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's. And is <laughs> voice... it, when did she do Beetlejuice? Oh, she did that. 80s? Was that before? 80s, okay, early okay. 90s? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love her in Beetlejuice. Yeah, I, forget, I always forget she's in Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did she always, do after? What was it? What was the last like? Well, she did Home, Home Alone. She did Home Alone. But what then did she, she do between then? She did a then bunch and... of other movies um, as well. But then she did obviously Shit's Creek. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, let's you know we got let's this. Find we out. got this handy dandy search engine here. This, <laughs> this this book episode is the end of its devolving into a bullshit episode. <laughs> I did find out that when I actually type bullshit episode into like the the description, if it goes onto Apple, it's actually like not blurred, but it they censor it themselves. Oh, that's fun. Huh. Um, that's a good time. I'm not gonna lie. Oh. I think it's even funnier that the first thing that came up was Catherine of Ar- Argon. <laughs> <laughs> Who was a queen of England. Oh. <laughs> True. <laughs> Gotta love the queen. Okay, let's see. What's she known for? Shit's Creek, Home Alone. She was on a TV show back in the 70s. Oh my gosh. Uh, 76 to 84. Which TV show? 
She was in Surviving Christmas. It was a show called Second City Television. Never heard of it. Um, she is nearly actually. Yeah, she just turned sixty-nine. Wow, oh. good for her. <coughs> I'm a big fan of Catherine O'Hara. <coughs> God dang! I always forget like that she's in so many things that I love. Why is Macaulay Culkin trending on Google? When Why are you? Uh, he, no, wait. Didn't he just have another kid? Um, I think may, that's he why. He may have. Yeah, like a surprise kid or something. Surprise, surprise, Charlotte. All right, so let's see. What was she? In? Apparently, she was in the TV show. She was in the new Fraggle Rock TV series for one episode. Oh. <laughs> uh, these kids in the hall, Central Park. Nope. Um, back home again. The last kids on Earth. Extinct Deer Class of 2020, Schitt's Creek. Uh, the Adams Family animated movie from 2019. Interesting. She played Grandma Frump. There's a Grandma Frump. Yeah, I don't know, but that definitely makes sense. She was in 26 episodes over two years for the Skylanders Academy children's TV show. Hmm. I just love her. She does have a great voice, um, she she, does. like for, for TV. She like, was yeah. in, in one episode of the 2018 series, The Magic School Bus Rides Again. Oh. Hmm. Uh, four episodes of a series of unfortunate events. Dude, mm. that's how I know, like, remember her. I always forget that. Yep, yep. Because uh, I always know her from, like, my, her older stuff, but I forget a that she was A lot of this is, that. like, she played, like, w- was in one episode of things. So she didn't do too much Yeah, she was in... You know, she probably break. got a good pay for, for doing that. Um, oh, yeah. She was in one episode of 30 Rock. She played... She voiced a teacher... Actually voiced three characters in the Frankenweenie movie. <laughs> she was Mrs. Frankenstein, Weird Girl, and Gym Teacher. <laughs> Weird Girl. Weird Girl. <laughs> Um, My claim to fame was Weird Girl. Weird Girl. She she was in 39 episodes over two years for Glenn Martin DDS back in 2009 to 2011. I've never heard of these. She was in A Monster in Paris, uh, Killers, Temple Grandine. She voiced a character in the Where the Wild Things Are. Oh. She voiced the character Judith. I feel was not one of the monsters. She voiced a character in Barbie and the 12 Dancing Princesses. <laughs> she Dancing Princess number seven? She was Rowena. Oh. <laughs> close. Very close. Had it. She was in For Your Consideration, Are we Penelope, talking Brother about Bear everything 2. She's been <laughs> she voiced the mom in Monster House. Dude, that, that is a movie I do not watch. Yeah. Why? That scares the shit out of me. <laughs> she voiced... Because did do you even... Maybe it's my imagination. I have not watched it in so long because it terrifies me. But isn't the the wife on the in the monster house dead in the basement and she controls the house? Her, she... What? she yes. When they were pouring the foundation of the house, she fell in... And was buried under the concrete and died. But her soul possessed the house That's because she was is. an evil, heartless woman. But no, I. So she's not like I alive. thought though that like her that they, at one point they showed her corpse in the basement, just Maybe. like hanging out. I don't think so. 
I'm going to rewatch it. it was face a, my fear. I'm going to watch it, it just to like figure fast this out. forward real it quick. It was a children's movie. Yeah. It, no, but I remember how some insanely of those creepy that one was. Some of those, those children's movies from the, like, the yeah. late 90s, early 2000s were kind of fucked up. Yeah. They were fucked up. She was also in the movie Over the Hedge and Chicken Little. Oh, I Chicken forgot Little. Over the Hedge. Yeah. Fucking love Aww. Over the Hedge. Really, the I think the biggest thing she did before Shit's Creek was Surviving Christmas. Mm. I haven't heard of that one. Yeah. And she almost said no to Shit's Creek. I know. She was like, it's never going to... She's never going to go... She uh, was the only one on. they, they came to for that role. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, because what's-his-face... They um, worked together. Yeah, Eugene. Yeah, Levy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when he and his son had the idea for it, the guy that plays um, D- Dan. David. David. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dan. When Daniel. when yeah when they had the idea for the show, she was the only they person wrote they could it think for of for her. her. Yeah, makes sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And especially and, since she does like her voice, if she does all these voice acting, like it makes total sense. I had yeah. no idea she was such a big voice yeah. actress. For some reason, I always thought she was in the movie Trains, Planes, and Automobiles as well, but I don't think she was. Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. sure. I don't know. Old John Candy movie reference yeah. for you. Yeah. This has All been right. a long one. It really has. What you looking up there, team? I'm looking up the basement scene. Oh my god. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm actually concerned now. All right. Well, I drank four beers during this, and now yeah, I really have to piss. So. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Any last words for the book, Deanna? I loved it. Oh, yes. So I was one of the lucky like 100 people that got this yes. as an ARC, an advanced reader copy. So I got this back in December. Well, mm-hmm. I got a PDF version of it. So it had been a while since I read it. So that's mm-hmm. why I made the note that you are very awesome at making these details because I unfortunately could not remember a lot of it. <laughs> but no, I really appreciate you guys bringing me back to do this one. We appreciate you being here. Yes. So what you're saying is that you and Frida are like, Best We're BFFs, friends. okay? Right. That's why BFFs. she likes all your stuff because it has... No, I'm just kidding. It, it has no. nothing to do with how cool we are. Exactly. It has everything to do no, with No, but to say that to that, she <laughs> is like... I love how she interacts with her fans. I think we That's met, what I was going to say. We mentioned that on the, the last time we did uh, yeah. The Housemaid. Mm-hmm. Is that even though she's... She's blowing she, up. She's starting to have these best-selling books. She's still small enough that she has, like, interactions yeah. with, with all of her mm-hmm. fans. Yeah. Like, she runs her Facebook account. Like, it's not just random admins Didn't and mods. Didn't you say that you had posted about it on, like, her Facebook yeah. page or something like that? Yeah. And she commented back to you? She comments. She mm-hmm. likes it. I mean... Like, answers questions. People will have yeah. theories, and they'll be like, did you get this line from X, Y, and she'll be like, yeah, you got me. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Or like, <laughs> you know, not every question or every yeah. comment, but I mean, but every she day. she does a good job. She is on most. It. Or yeah. at least acknowledging. Yeah. You like, know, she and just I think like that your Instagram about, yeah. about this and the yeah, podcast. Like, and uh, yesterday or this morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yesterday, I think. So I but just really appreciate it. Yeah. It's just a little touch, you know? And mm. I think a lot of... Um, authors are very humble you know that i think your authors are just weird people who didn't believe in their themselves but just 50 million people love your book and you're like okay what the fuck ha- yeah. happens now it's like there's there's a guy that i follow on tiktok and he runs two accounts one one's his personal mm-hmm. the other one is this account called turnaround allen yeah they work on an oil rig together and he just like asks his co-worker that he shares an office in a room I with. think I've seen this. That dude's an author. Oh, interesting. His name's John Doyle. What does he write? And he's apparently blowing up. I think it's fantasy. Okay. Okay. I'm waiting for it to come to Audible so yeah. I can so I can hear it, but I mean in the last like 2 or 3 months it's 
skyrocketing. Yeah. I feel like TikTok, like, did you hear about that one the daughter posted about her dad's, like, book yeah, that he like wrote? Yeah, like, yeah. seven. It took him, like, 12 years to write. Only yeah. sold, like, a handful of copies. And then she makes this, like, TikTok about it. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, number three on yeah, Amazon. Like a, like a best-selling author. And I'm like, that, yeah. I love shit like that. And it, I just love the the positivity of book talk in general. Yes. And that's what... That's what's going to be really unfortunate. They do pass this nationwide yeah. ban on yeah. TikTok. That's so and stupid. That's, you know, that is the one of the things, for an example of why we should keep it, was BookTok was an example. He, The CEO, um, Mr. Chu, said, um, he was like, to be honest, I've only seen so much positivity come from it in the States. He goes, obviously, there, there are the few yeah. bullies and stuff, but he goes... Book talk, he specifically mentioned it and he said, um, it's all these people inspiring other people to read, to write, mm-hmm. to to get out there. He goes, Older people are now reading more. Younger people feel like they want to read now. Right. He was like, It's such a positive movement and he goes and, and I love seeing it. Yeah. No, I, I get why the US government is, is having these these conversations that they are right now because it is a company that is ran by the Chinese and the Chinese government is so embedded in everything that goes on in that country that it could they could start selling personal information of American citizens to the Chinese government. And that is a problem. Right. Yeah. My only but, thing is what are you gonna do with it? They would ban. I mean, the, the like you don't. TikTok have... would still thrive in other countries, but it would just be banned here. No, no, no. I meant like with my information. <laughs> like, <laughs> like what? What can you do? Like, what are you gonna do about it? You know, like you as you you're saying you yourself. What are you gonna do about them taking your information, or what are they, what gonna, are they do gonna do with, do with your it? information? Oh. Like when I sign up for an app, all they ask for is an email, maybe a phone number, and a birth date. You don't have my social security. Like, what are you doing with my information, but with my it, email? What it is is they're mining data as you go through, and that's how they figure out the trends and things like that that you like. Like, if you they look won't at, mean to be an occult, is what you're saying? Not, not really. But because I'm very easily influenced. <laughs> She's like leading I mean, to your people. <laughs> <laughs> Say you have cookies, and I am in. Okay. Hey, hey, the white man comes by <laughs> for cookies. Damn it. Damn it. No. <laughs> Baby goats here. Oh fuck. So they come to the dark side. We've got three snacks. books. Did oh, while we're all fucked. Sorry, Jedi's. I'm out. <laughs> Look, I know we we were together and we put up a really good front, but they just said they have a baby cow. And it's like one of those small ones and furry. I haven't seen it yet, go. but I'm sure oh, it's I'm cute. sure it's there. I need to send you some TikToks of that girl that's got the two baby cows that she puts in jackets, and now she's got a goat, too. Oh. Yeah. See, she could be a part of a cult, and I'd be like, I will follow you she anywhere. Has, she has like three million followers. And also I bet she does. Cows. <laughs> Poppy, okay, well, now I'm, Petunia. now I'm with Brandon, and I also have to use the restroom, so. <laughs> okay. Let's wrap this up. Wrap. Tea? I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Okay, then, folks. I'm shouting out this week. Okay. I'm shouting out. I'm shouting out my entire crew because I'm now a supervisor. Yeah. It's finally happened. I've been talking about it for five months on this show. Yeah. So I'm shouting out my crew, Dylan, Kwame, and Brian. Yay. Even though one of them them will never hear this. You just play this clip for him. Ah. There's a reason. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I got it afterwards. I'm like, yeah, no wonder. So, uh, oh, was this who I heard yesterday? Oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, I 
as I always say, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to tell your friends, your family, your enemies. Uh, she found the body in the basement. I fucking found the body, guys. <laughs> she has been frantically searching. Is there a real body? Oh, fuck. Don't knock my beer off. Yeah. I didn't mean to. That's precious cargo. <laughs> it's like a baby. Wait for it. Is it there? You better fucking believe. Wait for it. Is there sound? Oh, yeah. Huh. I for- yeah, well, that's you're right. creepy. I love that they even had the cage around it as well. Mm-hmm. See? Like you're telling, was- you telling me that's okay for children? No. Didn't and you're you. telling me they're not going to be fucking more freaked out by a fucking corpse? Well, it's not technically I mean, a corpse, but... Yeah, technically it, it, the mm. corpse is just under the concrete. No, that looks like a... Da- that, but it's a corpse. It looks like she's just draped under a blanket. That's still terrifying. A really thick and heavy blanket yes. called concrete. Still fucking terrifying. Okay. <laughs> Thank As you, I Taylor. Saying, You're welcome. Always. Forever. Always and forever. Amen. Tell Always your friends. <laughs> tell your family. Tell your enemies. Tell the troll people. The hobbitses. Um, the Catherines. The Catherines. Yeah. And the O'Hares. And the O'Hares. And tell, the O'Hares. Tell, tell the Marys and the Beths. <laughs> And this week, I'm going to include goblins. You tell them, goblin kids. <laughs> tell them all. <laughs> Let them know. Shout it from the rooftops. And mm-hmm. just so you people know, because apparently my wonderful girlfriend did not, ducks can fly. Mm. Yes, they, they can. can. Tip of the week. Mm-hmm. And they will ducks sometimes cannot, land on They your can roof. get down. Yeah, they yes. can fly. They do not worry. So, uh, thank you all for listening. And as I always say, good night, good morrow, and good morning to all of you fine folks. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys. Bye. Can't find my mouse. There we go. Bye. <laughs>